wanna be a motherfucking hustler. You better ask somebody. What's up, guys? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host. I am the motherfucking CEO. Guys, if this is your first time listening, welcome. Uh, we're not your conventional podcast. We don't just interview other people, talk to other people about their journeys. Basically, what we do is we show you the principles. We talk about the principles that have to do with success, have to do with taking control of your life, have to do with becoming the MF CEO of your own life. And it doesn't matter if you own a business uh, or not, or if you're just living life, if you're doing your thing. It's always more fun to go through it with some confidence, some swagger, and some understanding of how you're going to get from where you are to where you want to be. Um, Most people these days are so afraid of taking those first couple steps that they end up just accepting life for what it gives you. And what it's going to give you if you don't take control of it is a leftover. It's going to give you all the shit that nobody else wants. And I don't know one person in all of the people that I know that actually wants that. But I do know a lot of people that get that. And the reason they get that is because they refuse to take control because they're afraid. Um, a lot of what we have to talk about here, guys, because we are an entrepreneurial-based podcast, is going to be based around business. But even if you don't own a business, the principles that we talk about here are going to be able to be applied to any area of success. So while we might talk about selling Sometimes we might talk about other things that are practical to business. You have to understand that every day you go out, you're selling yourself, you're selling your plan, you're selling your ideas, whether it be to uh, a boss, whether it be to a manager, whether it be to a potential uh, relationship partner. These are skills you want to know. So guys, if you don't own a business, it's still a good idea to listen up. Today, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Vaughn. Kohler, Vaughn the Impaler, the pastor of disaster. What's going on? Month and a half before the end of the year. It's been a crazy year, hasn't it? It's gone by quick. It has gone by quick. It's. Uh, I think this will post the day before Thanksgiving, and uh, I don't know, a lot, lot to be grateful for. Yeah, no doubt, man. I think it's, uh, you know, people used to always say, you know, time goes faster as you get older. Man, it's the truth, because I can, I feel like January was yesterday. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, yeah. Um, and here we are at the end of the year. It's just, it goes by faster and faster and faster, which is all the more reason why it's important to take control. Yeah. Um, as we talk about so much. Uh, before we get into the podcast, we've got some housekeeping that we need to take care of. And I'm going to let you take care of that and let everybody know what's going on with that. Yeah. So guys, we promised uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a little bit more than a month and a half ago, when we had our 100th episode that we're going to have a contest. So I am going to announce the contest winners and hopefully you'll actually be able to hear this because, you know, the people that won because you download it and listen to the podcast. But even if you don't, uh, you know, we'll contact you directly. So here they are without further ado. The first one is Nicholas Kaufman. I assume I'm pronouncing these right of Portland, Oregon. Uh, Andy, you, yeah, this one caught your attention personally. He's the owner-operator of his own pressure washing company. He's got a lot of stuff going on and, and just a real impressive guy. Joshua Rockwood of Westwind Acres, which is in West Charlton, New York. Jesus Delgado from Naples, Florida. That's a young guy. A couple of the other guys were a little bit older. Uh, then we have Dr. Mike, and this is going to be a hard last name to pronounce, Wasilisen of MoveU.com and the Back Pain Guys out of Carlsbad, California. And uh, we have one woman, Brittany, and this is another one that's hard to pronounce, Brittany Michelchuk, who actually is doing a a bunch of things. Uh, She's got uh, a digital marketing company and a not-for-profit called Bracelets for Humanity. So those are our winners. We'll have contests again in the future. We'll contact you directly, but uh, feel free to to reach out to us as well. But everybody, guys, thank you so much for uh, participating. And then I wanted to say a special word of thanks because one of the options that we had when you signed up for uh, to, to uh, enroll in the contest was, uh, was the option of sharing a testimony or a, uh, a testimonial. And a ton of you guys did that. And, and those are now appearing on the, uh, on the website. So we're real, real thankful that you guys did that. And, uh, yeah, we can't thank you enough. And if you haven't done an iTunes uh, review yet for us, head over to iTunes and do that. That really 
really helps us out. Cool. Um, guys, <clears throat> today, the, the, the title of the podcast is Approach and Engage. And what we're going to talk about um, is a, how to approach and engage people. You know, when Chris and I started our business back in 1999, we didn't have any money. All right. There wasn't social media. There wasn't Twitter. There wasn't Facebook. There wasn't Instagram. There wasn't really anything to allow us to connect you guys like you guys have at your disposal today with all these awesome, amazing tools to where you could just go out for free and connect to thousands and tens of thousands of people and leave them impressed with the value that we provided. No, we had to go out and actually meet them face to face. It was our only option. And um, because of that, you know, that that became the heart and soul of our success and still is today. And whether you realize it or not, that's really the heart and soul of any business is the ability to actually connect with your people, okay? And your people can be your customers. It can be uh, your people internally. It can be everybody. But your goal should always be to have anybody that you meet 24 hours a day, no matter where, no matter what, no matter what circumstance, to walk in a way, A, knowing what you do, and B, saying, man, when I need this, I'm going to call this guy, okay? It's important. And a lot of people underestimate the importance today of the actual in-person contact because social media has become such a huge part of our lives. We literally have generations of people now, or a generation of people, who don't know what it's like to do business without the internet. And for the first time ever, this is not, this is a one-time thing. You know, people like me, people older than me, um, we remember what it was like before the internet. We knew how much harder it was. You guys who have grown up, you're fucking spoiled on how hard it is to actually go out and connect with people. And for that reason, you overlook that aspect of business, you know, shaking someone's hand. I call it shaking hand and kissing babies. It means getting out and, and, and doing your part to connect with people in real life. Um, so many people just throw that part of business out the door because they feel like, oh, I can reach more people by doing sponsored Facebook ads. That's true. Or I can reach more people by doing Instagram posts. That's also true. But I can tell you this, businesses aren't built by who can reach the most people. Businesses and empires are built by who can connect with the most people. And guess what? You can't connect with more than one person at a time because connecting with someone takes your attention. It takes your attention and it takes your care and they have to feel those things to make an impact. So guys, when you guys think about, you know, your cost per thousands or how many people you're going to reach and all this other shit, at the end of the day, that's still way less effective than meeting people in person and shaking their hand Nice to meet you. Here's what I do, providing them value in person and making an impact. Okay. Uh, you know, I've met a ton of guys who have great products or services and they are literally scared shitless to engage people in real life. And that's because people have forgotten how to execute that because we're involved with our six inch cell phone screen or a computer 24 hours a day now, you know, and what you can type through text, you might not necessarily be able to say in person. I can tell you right now, it doesn't matter what you could type through text. If you can't communicate it verbally and in person in a genuine nature, your success is always going to be limited because real business is still done face to face. Real connections are still done face to face. Gary Vaynerchuk, great friend of mine, I talked to him lots of times over the internet, but we didn't become friends until I went to New York, sat at a table with him, shared a glass of whiskey, and we had a great conversation. And that was the beginning of a real relationship. Okay, that's how empires are built. That's how connections are made. That's how you're going to network properly. Um, In this episode, guys, I'm going to talk about how to practically approach and effectively engage your customers one-on-one. We've talked about sales and customer service before. Uh, I believe it was um, episode five. 25 and 83 were the three episodes. We right? Yep. Okay. Man, got some good memory three, there. Three for three, man. Yeah. Uh, check those out. 5, 25, 83. We talked about sales. But in this episode, I'm going to further, you know, 
impact you with my thoughts on approaching and engaging people one-on-one because guys, it is the most important skill you could ever develop, whether it be in business, personal relationships, or general fun. It's hard to have fun when you can't fucking talk to somebody. Right. All right. So we're going to do, uh, you know, three, three principles and then some practical steps on how to improve your techniques with that. Um, you know, the biggest problem that I have with, with my guys, because when I say my guys, I mean my sales guys. We have 120-something direct in-house employees uh, between my two major companies that I own. And then we have uh, around 3,500 outside reps, okay? And those people are required to engage people. And the biggest problem that we always have with anybody who's learning sales. And if you're in sales, you're going to shake your head yes when I say this. If you're not in sales yet, you're going to fucking learn. All right? You can't let a few bad apples ruin your harvest. And what I mean by that is this. You're going to have days where you're on a roll. In fact, I would say if you talk to enough people, this should happen to you every single day. All right, you're in a good mood, you're killing it, you're ready to rock and roll, you're ready to bring positive value and make an impact with people, and you're doing your best, you know, not just to sell somebody, but to actually solve their problem. And you're going to run into somebody and they're going to be a complete jerk. All right, they're going to make you feel like shit, they're going to make you uh, feel embarrassed, they're going to make you feel stupid, and it's going to throw you out of your zone of feeling great about trying to affect people. Guys, You have to learn in sales to not let those people throw you off track. You know, you have to think like a farmer. And that's why I like this analogy. You know, a farmer is not going to go out and and say, oh, man, you know, I got this one bushel here and I found a few rotten apples in it. So I'm going to you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to not harvest this gigantic crop of apples because I'm too afraid that I'm going to have more bad apples. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, Right. Like that's what people do. And they don't think about it logically because it affects them so hard emotionally. Because here's the thing, guys. It doesn't feel good when people do that. It doesn't feel good. But every single time somebody does that, you have to understand, first off, that it's probably not you that's making them react that way. And second off, you're going to get better because you're going to learn how to react to those things in a positive manner. Okay, two things I want you to understand about people who act that way. One, okay, you have acted that way to somebody else before. Have you not? Absolutely. Every single person has listening. They've gotten frustrated. They've been in a bad mood. Their girlfriend dumped them. Their dog died. Something had happened to them previously where somebody came up and they just bit their head off for no reason, right? The, The best thing you can do in that situation is to take a step back and apologize to the person and say, hey, you know what? Look, man, I obviously hit you the wrong way. Maybe it's not a good time. I don't know. I didn't mean to, you know, get you all upset. Uh, you know, let me know if there's anything I can do and you step back. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. people are going to automatically, they're going to feel, it's going to make them feel like, you know, take a, it's going to make them take a step back and say, well, shit, maybe I shouldn't have been such a dick. And a lot of times those people will apologize right on the spot. I've actually had people come back two or three or four days later in a retail setting and apologize. Cause I say, Hey, look, bro, I was just trying to help. No big deal. Just, you know, you do your thing. I'm over here if you need me. And you know what? They are having a bad day. They come back and they say, hey, man, I'm really sorry for what I did. I was having this bad day. Dude, everybody has bad days. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, don't blame you or your technique every single time. Sometimes it is your technique. Sometimes you do do things wrong that are going to you know, make people upset. But you know, continuing to uh, you know, stopping yourself from continuing to move forward from a situation like that, I think is the number one reason most people fail when it comes to learning how to do anything in business because they, they do good, they do good, they do good. And they run into this one guy who just totally just trashes them and trashes their confidence, trashes their, their momentum and just ruins them. And then they, what they do is they go on the rest of the day, not talking to people with enthusiasm, not talking to people with a pep in their step, you know, not being, uh, you know, happy to talk to people and, then they don't do good the rest of the day and then they go home and they start questioning themselves. Well, God, I was I guess I wasn't meant for this or, you know, I didn't do very good. Well, no, you were doing fine until you let this person affect you and throw you off track. Right. So you mentioned the importance of stepping back when that happens and not taking it personally and, you know, apologizing, but in your experience, what do the what do the truly successful people do? Like what what are the literal thoughts that go through their mind to help them 
press on through that through that rejection. Well, look, man, I just like exactly what I said. You know, if, if I if I know I'm doing the right thing, if I know I have their best interests in mind, and you have to understand, most people want their problems solved. Most people want that help. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I remind myself of that. Like, hey, look, nine out of ten people I talk to, they want to hear the the guidance. They want to hear the help at whatever it is I'm offering because that's what they came in to my store for, what they came to my site for. So I'm I'm offering them an extended service over and above what they would typically be used to. And since some people are antisocial now, they have a hard time like breaking out of that mold and becoming social. So it's your job to be a facilitator to make them comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe you didn't do that. Maybe you just jumped right in or right. maybe you were inexperienced. Most of the people that this happens to are inexperienced in sales and they don't know how to properly break the the ice, so to speak, to make people comfortable. You right. see what I mean? Absolutely. And they jump like five steps ahead of where they should be. Um, you know, they try to close them immediately or they try to like, you know, talk to them about shit that they shouldn't be talking to them at that point. You've got to understand, dude, you've got to build, you know, a relationship. You've got to educate this person. You've got to build trust by telling them the right things. And, and through that process, they're going to become hopefully your customer and a lot more receptive to what you have to say. Right. You can't expect them just to be, Oh yeah. You know, let me buy 12 of those. You know, that's what people think, man. Mm-hmm. And that's not what sales is about. Sales is about connecting. Sales is about right. reading people. You know, I tell a good story, um, about Ryan Riggle who works for us now and handles our Legionnaire program. You know, he was a rep for local cable TV here when I met him and he called on me for two or three years straight without me ever buying anything. And it went from, him calling on me and then him being in my store all the time and me being annoyed to then, and then, you know, like wanting to kick him out of the store right? because he was there all the time. And then he just kept coming back. And eventually we just started talking about other things like sports or, you know, other things. And then we became friends. And then once we became friends, you know, I brought it up to him like, Hey man, you know, like, do you really think this thing could help me? And that's an extreme case because it took so long. Right. But the point is, is that, Dude, you got to build that relationship first. You can't just jump right in. A lot of times, because you jump in too hard, that's why people react the way that they do. Right. Um, we're going to talk about that here in a minute, too. You, you touched on this briefly, but I think it bears repeating, too, is that most of the people that the, our listeners are going to interact with are going to interact with them in a particular context. But you have to remind yourself that we have no idea what's going on in somebody's life. No, no, life. no. That's what I was going to say, yeah. the second part of that. Yeah, yeah, the second sorry. part. Yeah. First part is, remember, that they want to have solu- They want the solution you're offering, and you got, your job is to teach them about it. Two, they they could be having a terrible day. Right. So even though they're there for the solution or whatever, they don't want to hear small talk. Or they like I'm big on no small talk. Like I fucking hate it. Like if you small talk me, I'm gonna zone out. Mm-hmm. It's just the way I am. Like my mm-hmm. eyes will glass over. I will not hear a word that you say, and I'll be thinking about whatever it is <laughs> that's coming up next. I'm serious. No, I know you're serious. Yeah, because like <laughs> I cannot do it. Like if you want to talk to me about real shit, I'd be happy to talk to you about it. Because it gets me engaged. Right, right. But small talk, I'm not interested in. So I, I zone out. Right. You know, and that becomes, that's a part of me being able to, you know, over years and years and years, uh, filter the things that are important versus the things I know aren't important. You know, so um, if you want to small talk me personally, it's it's a bad idea. And I, I think it shows a lack of communication skills. Yeah, get to the point. Right. Yeah. Or just like be like, inter- right. be interesting. All right. We yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't right. fucking talk about the weather. Right. I see it. I feel it. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. That's I mean, that's pretty much it, man. Yeah. Um So the it, basic principle is most people are nice. They are. Yeah. It's just, you know, they're gonna have bad days. You have bad yeah. days, I have bad days, you know, everybody has bad days. And sometimes when those people are having bad days, you're gonna be the guy that comes up and fucking be the straw that breaks his back to where he snaps on you a little bit. Mm-hmm. It happens. It happens to everybody. I don't care how skilled you are as a salesperson, but the best, the best quote unquote salespeople, first of all, they don't even think about it as a sales. They think about it as a solutions provider, quote unquote, helping people. Second of all, they understand and give people a break whenever they're having a bad day. Learn how to, you know, back off, take a step back, and then come back at them. Mm-hmm. You know, because usually those people aren't having a bad day tomorrow or the next day, and they're going to be more pleasant. Some people are just assholes. Right. Which is another sales skill, sensory acuity. We're, yeah, we're going to get to that. Oh, sorry, I don't have yeah. an outline. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's a whole 
a whole nother conversation, but yeah, man, you've got to be aware of where that person's coming from. Um, so, you know, principle number one is, you know, don't let one person or one bad apple ruin your day, ruin the bunch, you know, learn to move on, understand that what you're doing is a good thing and, and just let it, let it wash off you, man, like a shower, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, the most successful people on earth are able to do that. You know, mo- <laughs> it's sad to say, but I think most people fail in life because of this pr- principle. Mm-hmm. I think most people fail in life because of this one principle. They can't face the one person who is going to leave a terrible remark on their Facebook post. So then they post irrelevant shit like kittens fucking playing the piano instead of what they really think in their heart, which could affect people. <laughs> I'm imagining that. But you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, I like, get it. So I'm afraid to say anything yeah. because of that one guy when right. that one guy might not even exist. And really what you're making up is the worst case scenario in your head. And it's keeping you from doing anything. Right. You know, and most people, most people fail in life because of this one concept. Yeah. My no, I think you're absolutely right. And yeah. I think, I think there are times where people post something and they get a bunch of blowback and they think I must have posted something crappy when in reality, they actually probably posted something that put their finger on something really important. Right. And people didn't and got like an it. emotional response. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So principle number two, um, enthusiasm is contagious, but you have to pass it on, okay? And what I mean by this is that it's a conscious behavior. You, you know, a lot of people are good at connecting with people and engaging people because they're enthusiastic, but they're not aware of why they're so good at connecting people. You know, they just, it's like the natural, I'm a natural at sales phenomenon or I'm a natural at, at people person phenomenon. Really, you're just naturally enthusiastic and people are picking up on it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so be aware if you're a naturally enthusiastic person, why people are are connecting with you, because that will allow you to expand your skills onto other areas. Also, if you're not a naturally enthusiastic person, recognize that you need to learn how to be enthusiastic because here's the thing, guys. It is impossible to sell a product, it is impossible to recommend a product, it is impossible to do anything that you don't believe in that people don't pick up on your enthusiasm. It's a requirement to be good in business, okay? So if you don't believe in what you're doing, you're not going to be enthusiastic about it. And if you fake it, people are going to say you're full of shit. You know, it's just like the used car salesman stuff that we talk about all the time. You know, nobody believes anything a used car salesman says because usually they're all about the money, but what if you have this great product that's built to help people and built to solve this great solution and it's affected your lives and it's done a great job helping you improve? You're going to be enthusiastic about that product. And that's what's going to ultimately make you be able to connect with people. But even with the most amount of enthusiasm that you can have, things are going to become routine. Things are You're going to be used to things. You're going to be used to going through the motions. And this is where people fall off is they think things like this. Well, I'm naturally a great salesman because I'm so enthusiastic. But then you do the same thing for 10 years straight and you're still telling yourself that and you're going through every single day with no enthusiasm, you know, no real enthusiasm like you really possess. You know, your numbers are going to fall off. Your sales, your performance, everything's going to fall off because you're telling yourself, I'm this great communicator, I'm this great connector, but you're not doing it anymore because it's become routine, right? Everybody gets used to the same thing over and over again. So that's why it's important to be aware of the enthusiasm and its impact on people. So if I understand you correctly, I I almost hear you saying that your enthusiasm can almost get automated. Absolutely. And and, and And it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So, so, I mean, on a practical level, what does a person need to do to refresh themselves? Well, you've got to be aware, first of all, you know, aware, like I said, if you're a naturally enthusiastic person, realize that your natural enthusiasm is what helps you connect with these people. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you're not a naturally enthusiastic person, you have to learn to be enthusiastic. I would almost take a a, um, person who's not naturally enthusiastic over a person who is because that person will learn to see the value and the result very quickly versus somebody else who's got it naturally will say, well, yeah, this is obvious. And then they won't be aware of it anymore. And it fades out. Do you you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, you know, I think a couple good points is to, 
you know, there's a good book on this too. It's, uh, it's called Herd: How to How to Change Mass Behavior by Harnessing Our True Nature. And basically, what the book's about is, you know, human beings are wired to be connected. You know, we're so connected that if one person feels an emotion, there's a good chance that emotion is going to spread out to the people they're communicating with. And that's where impacts come from. That's why certain people give you certain feelings, and that's why certain people give you certain other feelings, and why you try to avoid certain people, and why you try to spend more time around certain people. You know, that's why we have the one guy on the football team who's getting down and freaking out because we're down by seven points, and then all of a sudden, the whole team feels that way, and then you lose the momentum, and you're not able to fight back. It's also the same reason why you have the one guy on the football team who's got a ton of confidence and a ton of swagger and a ton of go getterness if that's even a word which it isn't but i make it up right now but they've got it and the rest of the team gets picked up and follows it okay the emotions that and the enthusiasm that we put out is super powerful and it's in our nature to be attracted to people who make us feel good versus people who make us feel bad and what feels better than being excited and enthusiastic about something nothing you know what I mean? It's one of the most powerful feelings that you can have. And so if you could consciously understand how to be aware, be present in the situation and to work for enthusiasm and to let it work for you, dude, you can affect people on a mass scale. So playing devil's advocate, I'll be Mr. Asterisk Hole for a second. I can hear somebody listening to this and saying, well, Andy, you're, you're actually talking about charisma and charisma is something you either have or you don't. What would you say to that? I disagree 1,000%. I don't think, I don't, first of all, I'm not really talking about charisma. Charisma is about going along with people's, it's, it's, like, it's like emotional judo. It's like using people's feelings to your advantage and like twisting and turning and just kind of going with the flow and being able to read what they want to hear and telling them what they want to hear. That's different than enthusiasm. Enthusiasm is where you can recognize that someone might be not be doing the same thing and you can enthusiastically help them get excited about doing the right thing so they get the result they're after. It's a big difference, you know. Um, and and in regards to charisma, I don't think that's something that you either have or you don't have either. I think that's something you can develop with practice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just is. A lot of dudes I know uh, who can never talk to girls are some of the best guys that can talk to girls, you know, 10 years later because they had to practice it. They worked on it. Yes. Yeah. So charisma is absolutely a talent you can cultivate. I don't think it's a God-given skill. Mm-hmm. Um, some people do have it. You know, that's a big thing, too. Like, a lot of people think just because someone has it naturally that it's God-given and you can't have it. And that's not true. Right. You know, with practice and with work and with education on your own, you know, systems and and, and habits and actions i think you can almost cultivate anything when it comes to you know considering you have a, a, a average iq right right, right. Um, you know this would be an interesting time to re-emphasize to people something that's not true that i think a lot of people who follow you think is true is that i think a lot of people think that you're an extrovert mm. well tell them what you think well, I was just at a party. No, I would say that there's a per- perfect example of someone, you are someone who recognized that to succeed in life, you were going to have to develop certain skills. No doubt. But I don't think, after being around you for two or three years, that you are naturally someone who gets energized by being around a lot of people, and that's the def- definition of an we went. We were at a party two, right. two, two nights ago. Right. Where was I? Uh, in the corner. Yeah, well, or outside. Or, or, or I would say... I. I would say you were in the corner, but you were, like you were saying, you were engaging someone in very serious conversation as yeah. opposed to large right. banter. There's a lot of small talk going on inside. Yeah, there was, there was. a lot of small <laughs> yeah. talk. That, there was it makes, a lot of small it gives talk. Me, it makes me want to claw my fucking eyes out. Yeah. No, so we were at a, my wife's book launch party the other night. There's, I don't know, 150, 200 people there. You know, um, dude, I get anxiety when people small talk me, dude, because I can't stand it. And I want to just, like, excuse myself. So I go to lengths to prevent that from happening so i go stand where people aren't and that's what i do right and you're right i'm not a naturally extra extra uh extrovert extrovert i'm not i'm not naturally that way i'm 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 a introvert i live a lot in my own brain um you know i'm very analytical and unless it's something that engages me mentally i'm not interested Mm -hmm. it's just the way it is that doesn't mean i can't have a great time 
Um, it's all contextual. You know what I'm saying? If I'm having a great time with my buddies drinking some beers, I'm not, you know, I'm an extrovert. Right. But I mean, as far as just like, you know, naturally, no, I've had to develop those skills. And people don't believe that because they, they hear the podcast and they, no, you they know, I get that. a lot of like compliments on my delivery and things like that, you know, and those are all skills that I built. It wasn't right. something I was born with. Which should be like profoundly encouraging to people who are listening to this who are like, man, I'm just naturally shy or I'm more of an introvert. You have built an amazing multi-million dollar business, not necessarily wanting to get out naturally and engage people, but that's actually what you're known for right. is building that culture. Yeah, you know? and a lot of times, you know, when I don't want to engage somebody, it turns out being a really rewarding experience. I remember mm -hmm. that too. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you're somebody who doesn't come natural to... I think remembering that, like it's at the end, you're all, it's always going to be worth your time, and try to keep that in mind. Like, there's a lot of events I go to that I don't really want to go to, you know, because there's going to be a lot of people there. It's I know what I know the questions they're going to ask, I know the shit they're going to say, and I'm like, fuck, this is just a waste of my time. But I'll end up going, end up having a few great conversations, and then I walk away saying, man, that was that was awesome. Yeah, that was a lot better than I thought. Yeah, you know. So I I always try to remember that. Mm -hmm. Um, but. Regardless of of all of that, you're right. At the bottom line, I do understand that being able to engage people and being able to spread enthusiasm to those people in the things that I do for a living is extremely important to what I do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we're talking about fitness or we're talking about entrepreneurship or we're talking about um, motivation, you know what? I'm an enthusiastic motherfucker. And mm -hmm. that's just the bottom line. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, if we're talking about pretty much anything outside of that, I am really not interested and it, it is what it is. Right. You know, there's certain people out there right now that, you know, that I know are, are introverts as well that claim to, I love people. I love people. I, lo I don't fucking love people. I love certain people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like yeah. if you're a dumbass, I'm not going to sit there and pretend like you're fucking awesome. It's just, yeah. you're going to be able to tell on my face if they, right. I think you're a dumbass. Right. Maybe I'm not that disciplined. Maybe I just care less, but at least I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And this actually goes right along with the third principle, which is it's not about you, okay? I go to these events because I know it's not about me, because it's about them, all right? I say this over and over and over and over again, but so many people still can't get it, you know, especially when it comes to sales, especially when it comes connecting and engaging this is not about you. It's not about how much money you can make. It's not about what you could bring in. It's not about what you can take. It's about what you can give. And if you understand that it's about what you can give, what you can solve, what you can help with, then the money is going to come automatically. But people hear that and they think it's some sort of hocus pocus, new age way of looking at sales. No, sales has always been that way. It's just a lot of people that teach about sales are really teaching about how to scam people out of their fucking money as opposed to how to provide real value. And there's a big difference. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and I think that's a huge component to being fearless and having just rock steady confidence, yes. which is... Which is it, Going back to our earlier point, if somebody's rejecting you and your attitude is, well, honestly, I was just trying to add value to their lives, you're not going to take it personally. No, exactly. But if it was all about you and it is all about your ego and stroking, stroking your ego, then yeah, you're going to walk away like a little wilted flower. Right. And so it, it, that's the other thing is if you truly understand and believe and, and accept that you have a real solution, why are you going to be upset if someone if someone is bad to you? Because really, you're going to look at it as their loss and believe that, not yours, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it's important, you know, to go back to what we said about believing in what you do as a solution. You know, so many people go out and they try to like become the salespeople. Because if you go out and read most of the sales books, with the exception of a, a, a few, it's all about the same old thing, you know, prospecting, getting leads, putting people in your sales funnel executing, asking for the sale. It's a very impersonal way to sell. The way that we're talking about what we're doing, which by connecting and, and engaging people is a way to retain your customer base for life. Okay, Anybody could sell somebody something once, but the goal is to retain them and to build a family around your product base so that you have built-in business for the rest of your life. Do you really want to go out and be fucking 
knocking on doors uh, when you're 65 years old trying to retire. No, you want to be so good at what you do and bring so much value to the world that everybody else is telling everybody else about you so that you can, you know, focus on other things and you're not having to go out and do that same old hustle. You know, the first 1,000 people that you get, you should have to go out and get a second thousand. You should have to, those first 1,000 should be out there telling everybody how awesome you are and growing your business for you. And if you think of it like that, you know, if you think about, you know, how I'm going to get these people to be advocates of mine by solving a problem for them, now it's real easy to be focused on them. Now it's not a, it's not a hassle to put up with certain conversations that you might not be into because you know what? It's not about you. It's about them. And when you can focus on that, you're understand and you understand that the the long-term gain of that is to control the conversations that happen between them and their friends and then their friends and their friends and that you're building a network/army of people that are going to be customers for you. Now, all of a sudden, you're not even selling anymore. Now, you're just creating relationships, which mm-hmm. takes all the pressure off people who have the stigma of selling, which selling should have a stigma to it because most people do it fucking wrong. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. So, I know you're going to jump into some basic tips, but uh, I want to make an observation. You started out by talking about how people put all of their eggs in the social media basket and they hope to have this you know, large following worldwide. But you were saying that that the heartbeat and the and the real driving force you can still engage over social media, right? Right, exactly. But 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 you were also saying that the 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 real heart and soul of the business is real in personal in person interactions, and it it made me think of that that uh, that very common phrase: all politics is local. Meaning, if you don't win locally, you're not going to win nationally. And it, it would you agree that a mistake that a lot of people make in building their brand is they they want to convince everybody all over the world, but the people right in their no- own neighborhood don't even know they exist. Dude, look, businesses slash empire slash successes are built one person at a time. That's never going to change, whether it's through social media, whether it's through email, whether it's through phone, whether it's through in-person. No matter what new, crazy, awesome uh, invention comes out next to, that allows us to connect, it's still going to be one person at a time. So what's more natural to start with people that are a million miles away or start with people that are in your own neighborhood. You see what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I agree that, you know, you've got to win the battle on the home front first before you ever expand, because here's the thing, you know, people are going to say, Oh, well you could go out and reach all these people in California, blah, 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 blah. Well, that might be true, but what's better than having a secure, established, strong network of testimonials, people that know you personally, that these other people can look to as a referral to how fucking awesome you are when they're questioning whether or not they're going to do business with you. Right. You see what I mean? Absolutely. Makes total sense. So, you know, I agree with you 100%, but most people just can't grasp the concept that it's one person at a time because really that one person has probably got at least a dozen to two dozen other connections that are going to hear about you, no matter what job you do, if you do bad, they're going to hear about you. If you do great, they're going to hear about you. Mm-hmm. So it's important to take every single person as their their your only person. Right. You see what I mean? Absolutely. Um, you know what I think of when you said that is I think of I mean obviously we've had an election recently, but I think of the fact that what was it in two thousand when Al Gore lost to George W. Bush, they said that what was ironic is in this race to get you know, electoral college votes, every vote counts. And Al Gore lost his own state, which means the principal, right. he neglected his local constituency. Right. And, and if that he won that state, he would have won. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, so I'm going to go over a couple tips, uh, three actually, of how to actually improve and sharpen your skill set on um engaging with people okay and just to clarify you have been talking about sales but this is this is every aspect of interaction if you in can't business. sell you're yeah. pretty much worthless yeah i mean that's that's in life uh you have to be able to sell whether you're selling yourself to your boss to getting a raise or whether you're selling yourself to a potential mate to you know date them or you know it doesn't matter right. if you can't sell you're going to live a mediocre life at best right. so learning how to sell aka provide value in the right ways is extremely important. And that's what we're talking about. Right. Um, so tip number one, guys, 
is something that Tyler mentioned a few minutes ago. You know, adjust your approach to the individual. Not everybody that you come in contact with or comes in your store, comes to your website is the same. They're all different. They all have different personalities. They have different moods. They have different attitudes. They have different emotions. And they're all at different places at the time that you interact with them. They could be having a bad day. They could be having a great day. It doesn't, you have no fucking clue where they're at. So you have to develop what's called, and which Tyler mentioned, sensory acuity, okay? This is something that I try to teach my guys as much as possible. It's also one of the hardest things for them to understand, but it's also one of the easiest things to understand if you have common sense, all right? You've got to learn how to read people, all right? If I have this huge, ripped, gigantic, muscular dude that walks into one of our sports nutrition stores... Clearly, he knows a little bit about exercise. I'm not going to go over to him and start talking to him about the most beginner shit possible because he's going to get offended. He's like, look, dude, I did all this work, and now you're talking to me like I don't know shit. You know, people tend to be robotic, so they treat everybody the same, and that's where you're going to make a huge mistake when it comes to being able to interact and connect with people. And that's what you've said has been the problem with sales scripts. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You get... (laughs) That's because people never take the time to actually learn how to read people. You know, you're you're not going to go up to somebody who's mourning at a funeral and, you know, just lost their their uh, husband and go up to uh, her and pitch her a dating site. Right. You're just not going to fucking do it. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, example. right? Yeah. But, it's absurd. But that's what people do. Yeah. Because whenever they follow a script, they don't, they don't take the human element into play. They just follow the script. They become robotic. And this is what keeps people from progressing. I have guys in my own company that do this. I train them one way and that's the way they do it. And they do it over and over and over. It doesn't matter. They don't read the people. And you know what? People get pissed off. Hmm. And then the manager's got to step in or I've got to step in or somebody's got to step in and try to correct it. Because dude, it's rude as fuck. You know? And people just can't understand that there's going to be, the plan is like a hard suggestion it's not going to always go that way and you've got to know when to like not you know push somebody in a way that's going to offend them or make them mad or connect with somebody in a way that is is going to be in tune with the mood or the place or the emotional state that they're in you've got to be able to develop that and it's not something that most people i've learned through experience have the ability to do naturally it's a skill how does it mean what does it mean Okay, well, it means you're going to have to go fuck it up a number of times before you get it right. 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 Nobody's really good at this up front, Uh, but you have to learn how to read the body signals. You have to learn how to try to figure out where this person is and what approach and what communication is going to best meet their needs or engage them in a conversation with you. Do they drive a nice car? Okay, talk to them about their car or their kids in their soccer uniform. Talk to them about soccer or, uh, you know, is there something interesting about this person? They have a cool coat on. Ask them about their coat. Start to get the feel for them before you ever start to, like, try to, quote, unquote, sell them. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's not about uh, selling. It's about connecting. All right. And you can't connect with people if it's all business all the time. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. So you mentioned the big rip guy. I mean, let's yeah. let me throw out a scenario. Suppose I come in, but instead of being a very handsome dude, I'm an overweight, and I'm not being mean. Like yeah. I'm an overweight uh, young girl. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, clearly, I don't know anything right. about exercise. Which is, like, which is a lot of our customers. What would you count? What would you coach your guys to do? I would. First, what were the, What were the things you would say? Look for these kinds of things. Well. Like, Observations. First of all, you got to realize that it took a tremendous amount of courage for somebody like that to even come in a store like ours Mm -hmm. because they're in a place where they're desperate that they want to have help because the stigma of a nutrition store is like it's all fucking dudes eating raw meat and fucking (laughs) slamming raw eggs on their fucking foreheads and shit. Like, I don't know what people think. To me, it's just the way of life. Like, (laughs) everybody I know is like that, you know? But, I, you know... People are intimidated by that. And so, you know, you have to go up and you have to be extra supportive and extra welcoming to somebody like that so that they understand that, no, we are here for you. This is why we exist. We're here to help you get where you want to be. It's clear that you want to be somewhere else than where you really are because you wouldn't be here if that wasn't the case. So reinforcing that it's great and it's okay and we're happy to see that person is extremely important. You know, there's people sometimes, 
those people are the most important to greet right away because we we might have 10 people in the store and you know people have to wait and that person could walk in walk around for a few minutes and never get greeted and walk out and leave and never come back. And they don't say, oh, the store was busy. They say, oh, man, those guys were dicks. Right. They rejected me. Yes. Yeah. Because that's what they interpret that as. So, like, dude, just doing something as a simple greeting. Hey, how are you? It's so good to see you. Thanks for coming in. Just give me a few minutes and I'll be right with you. Mm -hmm. That can be the difference between somebody not only staying in your store, but also finding the information they need to get the results they're after succeeding in those results and then telling a million fucking people about how you help them succeed. Absolutely. Complete life-changing shit could be tied to a simple greeting. Absolutely. And that's what you have to understand. You know, it, it doesn't, and we're talking about my business, but what your business is the same, whatever it is, you know, you have to recognize and be able to approach people in the appropriate way. Sometimes you're going to make mistakes. And like I said, people forgive when you apologize. You know, if you make a mistake, if you overstep a bound, if you read somebody the wrong way, apologize. Absolutely. Hey, look, man, I didn't mean to upset you or I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know, you know, I, I must have said something to upset you. That's not what my intention was. You know, I'll be right over here if you need me. Let me know if you have any questions and back up. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's very, very important. So basic humility, really. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, when we get aggressive and we get into like, and I'm not saying aggressive to make money, but let's just say overly enthusiastic, right? Like, of course, if you have somebody who's aggressive that wants to make money, they're going to be aggressive and they're going to be approaching every single person. But let's just say somebody's enthusiastic, so enthusiastic about the products that they sell that they approach somebody in what's perceived to be an overly aggressive manner. They might get the same result back. You see what I mean? Yeah. And so you have to remember, like, dude, play it cool at first. Right. Connect with the people. Take time to talk. Take time to, you know, as much as much as I don't like small talk, most people use it as a way to, you know, feel comfortable in the situation. I personally don't because I'm not one of those people that has a problem communicating. Mm -hmm. But in, in this environment that we're talking about, it's very, very important to connect with people on some sort of level before you just go right into whatever the problem is. Yeah. I like what you said about the fact that it's just a necessity that people are going to have to learn how to do this by screwing up. I do think that there are people who have a certain, you know, what they call the intangibles, things that you can't really coach that are good at it. But I mean, let's suppose you had somebody who said to you, okay, Andy, I get the fact that this is going to be trial and error and I'm going to get better and better, but what are some like practical things I can do to at least minimize how much I screw up? You, you mentioned apologizing, being ready to apologize. Well, I'm going to get mean, to that if, in a second, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get to that in tip number three. Okay. Can so, I say something real quick about no. the... Uh, <laughs> no, because it's wrong, because you're a terrible salesperson. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> wow. Well, I was just going to talk about being genuine when it comes to, you know... Okay, let's see if you learn something. Go ahead. All right, go ahead. No, I'm just... You tell everybody what you think, and I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. <laughs> well, you taught me it, so I hope I'm right. <laughs> yeah, but you have a tendency to remember things inaccurately that teach you. <laughs> But he, but he is an excellent videographer. Or <laughs> He's very, very like talented that. at that. I should call you producer director, though. He's good at a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. But let's hear it. No, I was just saying, when you try to interact with the customer and try, you know, you just have to be genuine about it. Like, okay, so I worked with some people at the retail side, and they would just be over the top, just fake yes. about it. And it's... Yeah. It, people can see through that 100%. shit. 100%. Manufactured. No, you're totally right, dude. Like, being genuine, and that comes down to the belief you have in what you're doing. Right. If you don't believe in what you're doing, you shouldn't be doing it. Because not only are you not doing the business a service, you're not doing yourself a service because you could only be so successful in things that you don't believe in. So, if you don't believe in it, you shouldn't be there because at the end of the day, if you don't give a fuck about anybody else but yourself, you're still holding yourself back. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Good job. You actually did listen. <laughs> so... Well, I kid you not, just as a quick, an exa quick example, uh, I was at the store and one of the guys goes, this guy comes in, he, he was a regular, but he didn't know. And he's like, oh man, I really like, I really like your, uh, you know, your vehicle. Is, is that a Jeep Wrangler? I just wanted to blow my fucking brains out. Because it was so fake. <laughs> so fucking yeah. obvious. So like, that's what, that's what, so that's what I'm trying to get at here. Like, this is not, this is not part of the script. This is what Tyler said. It's this is a great point, dude. Thanks for bringing it up because this is a great point. You know, people I have this all the time. People try to throw sensory acuity into a script. You can't fucking do that. 
Right. It's got to be genuine. Like, dude, if you don't think the guy's car is cool, don't fucking mention the car. Or if you're not interested in cars, don't bring it up. Right. But find some kind of common ground to talk to the dude about in a genuine matter. You know, we... I see that especially if he, get, if he starts talking back to you and he thinks that you're interested in cars and then, and then you clearly then don't know shit about it. Exactly. Him. <laughs> it's like now dude. you make a fool of yourself. Yeah. I think people don't I don't feel I feel like people don't realize that they can be so honest as to say, "Hey, you know what, Tyler? I don't really know a lot about cars, but I can obviously tell that that's a pretty nice car. Tell me why you like cars." Exactly. You know? And now you got the guy talking about something that he cares about right. that you could learn from. Right. Like try learning from them. Yeah. That's a great that's a great thing to do. Try learning from them. Everybody loves to teach somebody something that they don't know because right. it makes them feel important. Right. What better way to make somebody feel important than to talk to them about something that they don't know and let them teach you about it? Right. It's fucking brilliant. I mean, that's but that's a genuine thing. Like to do that, you have to be genuinely connected, right. which actually leads into the next point, tip number two, which is be focused. Okay. Focus on the person in front of you. This isn't the time to multitask. This isn't the time to be stocking your shelves or, uh, you know, emailing or working on your computer or sweeping the floor. Put the fucking broom down, look the person in the eye and have a genuine interaction with them. It's not the time for you to be trying, because what are you really saying when you, when you multitask? When you're really saying this, me sweeping the floor here is more important than you. Me checking my cell phone here is, by the way, that's about the rudest fucking thing you can do. You know, and all you young dudes right now and young girls, you guys have a bad habit of this. You'll try to have conversations while you're on your phone. Talk about a way to totally sabotage your entire life. Mm -hmm. That makes me want to take the phone and stick it in a real dirty place. I'm just saying. Didn't you say somebody once did that in an interview with you? Yes. (laughs) And guess what? They can get fucking hired. And here's 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 something in addition you, to that. You it doesn't pr- make it better to apologize for it. No, not. I for was that. in Nordstrom's the yes. other day buying something for my wife. Oh, sorry. And, I'm just. I'm just. Uh, yeah, I'm just. I'm sorry, sir. I'll be. I'm. I'm. I'm almost done texting. Like he's apologizing that he's texting your friend. No, I. I appreciate that you apologize, but don't text your friend. Yeah. Get exactly. off. The, period. Right. <laughs> and like, dude, this goes down to a, a number of different things. Okay. First of all, you want to make the person feel like they're important because they are fucking important. Mm -hmm. We just talked about that you can only build businesses one person at a time. So what's more important than the one person right in front of you? Tell me. What could possibly be more important if you're dedicated to building your business or building your network than that one person in front of you? Or that one person who wrote you an email. Or the one person who left you a comment on your fucking Instagram post when you have 700 followers and you get five comments. How come you're not responding to those comments? Why are you not interacting? Why are you not going to the pages of these people and and interacting with them and engaging? Why? What is more important than that one person? If you want to be successful, the answer is nothing. The answer is fucking nothing. Nothing is more important than what you have in front of you. Nothing is more important than this than this person in front of you because all empires are built one person at a time. And you're not only talking to this one person, you're talking to the two dozen other people that they're going to talk to about you. And you're in control of what they're going to say. So you have to be present. You have to focus on what's at hand. And so many people have lost that because of this. You know, because and I'm holding my phone. Because of the phone. You know, they're, they're, they're in it. Dude, learn how to do what I'm saying and you will have tremendous, tremendous success. Be present. Be focused. Okay? And then tip number three is this. Don't go into long lectures. Like I just said a minute ago about getting taught something. You know, use questions to connect with people. Ask them questions. Ask them things that they want to talk about, okay? There's, there's a lot of people that think the way that you engage customers and meet their needs is to talk, 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 and go on and on and on and on about whatever it is you have to offer and thinking that because you're the expert and you've talked to 97 people about this today, that you're going to cover every question and then that person's not going to have any questions and then you're just going to be able to, you know, sell them. No, people want to be heard. They want to feel like they matter. They don't give a fuck if you answer the question before they ask it. They still want to ask the question. They still want to be heard. And this is such a difficult thing for people to understand. It's not about you. It's about them. 
Ask them the questions you need to ask them so that they can answer in a way that allows you and gives you the ability to solve their problem. All right? Too many people talk for way too fucking long. Quit talking, open up your fucking ears, and listen to what they have to say, and then respond in a way that helps them solve the problem. This seems obvious. Like I'm, I'm, It's sad that I have to even explain this. But guys who have been, this is, this is most common in experienced people, okay? People who think they know their company. Like, I just got this pitch yesterday. I got a pitch yesterday from a radio guy. Which, by the way, if you sell radio, you're probably in the bottom 1% of skilled salespeople. And I know I have all the radio people who listen to this and think like, oh, well, I'm, I'm so good. You motherfuckers don't give a fuck about other people's business. And the ones that do get hired out of it. So if you want to be successful in sales and you're selling radio right now, start giving a shit about people's response. That's my little thing. But I had this dude come to me. First of all, I don't even handle that shit. Okay, so I don't want to talk about it. Second of all, I've been buying radio for 20 fucking years. I know a lot more than you do after selling it for one. Okay, just because you sell radio doesn't make you the expert. How about this? How about instead of telling me all the shit that you could bring to my business before you've ever had a conversation with me and all the benefits and why I'm missing out of on this and this and this, how about you ask me a couple questions about my business and pretend that you're going to try to learn about it? You know, you want to know where you're missing the sales? You're missing the sales because you're talking too much and asking too little. That's it. That's where people fucking fail. Okay? You, you're not going to connect or engage anybody by talking. You're going to connect and engage people by letting them talk. Letting them tell you about their cool car or their business or their son's soccer game. Letting them tell you about their afternoon plans today. Not you talking about you and your product. No one gives a shit until they give a shit. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So you know the legendary coach, John Wooden. Yeah, I love him. Right. So he, for those of you who don't know. Awesome book, too. Be ashamed his, of yourself. His book, yeah. Wooden. Dude. Yeah, Wooden is a great book. Wooden so, on Leadership. Probably my top two favorite books on leadership. Incredible book. So 12 national championships. He motivated young men to become just incredible people. Uh, there was an extensive study done on his practices. And, of course, everybody thought, well, you know, he's this motivating leader. He's this legendary coach. He must have had these really long, drawn-out motivational speeches. And his his uh, practices must, must have been a lot of him talking. They did a, a series of studies. The average length of John Wooden's teaching and motivational speeches was 16 seconds. Well, you know why? Why? Because he got right to the point. Right. And he didn't apologize for the But he also asked a lot of questions, like you're saying. Yeah. You know, he, he, he guided people without, like, verbally puking all over them. Right. Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. To got your to the point. point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, guys, you know, we always talk about things like on the show, success isn't magic, it's work. Um, and it's the same with people. You know, you have to approach them. You have to be willing to engage them. And above all, you have to care. And you know what happens when you do those three things? When, when, you, when you take the courage to approach, you take the effort to engage, and you actually genuinely care about people, you get results. People buy from you. People tell their friends about you. People will spread great word of mouth about you because it's so rare. You have to understand, guys, that these three things are essential, okay? Having the courage to approach putting the effort into engaging. And you could do this on social media. Respond to comments, respond to questions, get interactive with people's pages. You know, go to their page, like a few photos, go to their page, leave a couple comments. Dude, show them that you appreciate their support. And guess what? They're going to support you even more. All right? Learn to give. People just, dude, they, they have this thing where it's all about them and it short circuits everything. Be focused on them. Be present with them. Be engaging with them, and you will get it back tenfold. Right. You know, while, I talk while we're on social media. Do you want to share yours? Oh yeah, you can follow. I do this all the time. Yeah. I respond to everybody's comment. I try to respond to almost everybody's comment on every post. Now, sometimes I make a post and I have to walk away. By the time I come back, it's got five hundred comments, and the post is already dead. And what I mean by dead is it's a few hours old, and nobody's. So right. I, I just leave it alone. But right. if I'm able to, I try to set aside time, 30 minutes to an hour after I post to interact. You know, go to my page and check it out. And by the way, it's Andy Frisella on Instagram. Um, same on, on Facebook. 
And then uh, MFCEO-1 on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mine's at Vaughn Kohler, V-A-U-G-H-N-K-O-H-L-E-R. I'm going to tell you guys, one of my personal resolutions in 2017 is to be more active because, frankly, Andy's a whole lot busier than I am and is a lot better about interacting with you all, but I am uh, I'm working on You know why that it. is? Why is that? Because I know how fucking important every single yeah. person is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm not I, saying it, that you don't, no, 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 but I, I know you. it. I hear you. Well, honestly, I've been very, like, my conscience is because our... Our listeners are the best, and they and I'm, so I'm catching. I I'm actually in the process of catching up with a lot of the comments. So um, definitely, definitely, I I 100. You you are amazing at this. Frankly, for how busy you are and how highly interactive, dude, it's you that are. important. Yeah, it is that important. Uh, guys, uh, Tyler is at M A I underscore T Y L E R. Uh, lots of fashion photos and and salmon shorts. If you want to, he's check a good out. looking dude, ladies. Good, I'm just good saying, good looking dude, ladies and and dudes. gentlemen. <laughs> I was just about to say, I can't believe you said ladies versus dudes. Yeah. Even though I'm totally not gay. Not that, that that's you know not okay, but you know that's a long standing joke. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I wear so, short shorts. Here's the thing, guys. You know, if you want more on this, instead of listening to this podcast again, go back and listen to uh, success. The successful know how to make an impact. Because that talks about more like they know how to impact people because they've committed themselves to doing it over and over and over again. And, you know, at first, nobody's good at it, you know. But like we've talked about on the show, on this episode, over time we get better, we get better, we learn what not to do, what not to say, and what to say, and how to do things. And we learn that the script isn't always the answer. And we become a well-rounded, skilled able connector and engagement uh expert you know and that's what sales really is yeah um those of you who know you know that andy really loves reading and you know obviously if you want to get successful you got to read 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 one book that has been literally a bestseller every year since 1939 that i think is helpful on this it's not doesn't have all the answers but it's helpful is dale carnegie's book how to win friends and influence people the only downside of that book is that it's not really written for modern people. It hasn't been updated in a way that I think is really appropriate. There needs to be a new voice speaking to these issues. Hint, hint, hint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we might have something for that yeah. coming up pretty soon. We may or may not have a book coming out very, very soon. Yeah. Um, guys, at the end of the day, man, it takes courage, right? It takes, like I said, the very first step we talked about here is the step where most people fail not only in business, not only in sales, but in life. And they let that one person or that one interaction or that one, like I have a rule here. Like if you're, if you're in sales position in my companies and you come to me and you start the conversation with, well, there's that one guy who I will fucking find you. Okay. That one guy. Don't talk to me about that one guy. Don't talk to me about that one guy who upset you or that one guy who's pissed you off or that one guy who was mean to you. Talk to me about the 99 who had awesome interactions and you were able to help solve the problems. Let's focus our energy there. Because if you don't have the courage to move past that one guy, then you're not going to do shit. And that's just the way it is. You know, so many people are just so pussified that they can't handle one bad interaction that they take the whole rest of their lives and just punt it. And say, you know what? Everybody out there is a piece of shit. They become bitter. They become mad. They become angry. They become someone who contributes nothing. And that's how people lose. So don't be that guy. Be someone with courage. Be someone with with confidence. Be someone who can let things roll off the back, you know, when they happen badly and move forward. That's what's going to make it happen for you guys. Um, You know, and to finish off, guys, uh, you know, as always... We don't charge for anything. We don't have programs. We don't have, uh, you know, webinars. And we might have something in the future, but we haven't. And we've done over 100 episodes of, of content. You know, I get people to ask me all the time for mentorship. And can we talk on the phone? And can we do this? No. Because I'm giving you my best shit. I'm not holding anything back. I'm giving you the best things that I have to offer here for fucking free. And all I ask in return is, A, you listen if you're too lazy to listen to all the podcasts and you want me to ask my advice, that's the first thing I'm going to ask you when you ask. Well, have you listened to the episode this? Because it answers that question. Have you listened to the episode that? Because it answers that question. You know, if you're too fucking lazy, what makes you think I want to work with you? 
You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. I put the shit out there for fucking free. Absolutely. Okay? I, and because I put it out there for free, the one thing I do ask is that you tell your friends. All right? If you have friends that would like this podcast, find this information valuable, tell them. All right? That's all we ask. Right. While we're on the subject of webinars, I did screw up by not mentioning earlier that what we announced as far as the winners... Or the Grand Pies winners. We do have, uh, we did also They were the Grand Pies winners? Did they, pies, win, sorry. did they win a fucking Grand Pie? <laughs> I'm being authentic. What I kind just, of pie <laughs> do they win, Vaughn? Oh, you'll have to edit it out. No, we're not <laughs> editing that out. <laughs> Guess the who's grand, in control of the we, edits here? We, we announced the Me Grand Tyler, Pies and not winners. You. Yes. So I think Vaughn you guys- Vaughn likes some Grand Pies. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys- uh, Everybody you, go to Vaughn's page and hashtag Grand Pies. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're going to now. I know, because they're oh, awesome. great. Yes. So anyway, um, what was I saying? If you, rem- if you recall, we also promised that there would be a there would be a webinar with you for the secondary prize winners. There's like a a couple dozen yeah, I yeah. think are going to win that. We, I, we will let those of you who won that. We will let you know that in the next couple weeks. Cool. So and that'll be served right up with your grandpa. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Pizza pies. All right, guys. I love you guys. We'll talk to you next time. This is for the cheese, and this is for the hustlers. This is for the hustlers. Now back to the cheese.